Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll-free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson continues the 60th year Diamond Jubilee series with the message titled, Prayer Changes Things. from the Lord this morning as we continue this special series. This is a Diamond Jubilee series. This is the first time in a long time that we've had a series that that captures the messages for most of the year in one series. And the reason is because this is a very special year. And our theme for this 60th year is to consecrate, elevate, and to celebrate. And what God said beginning in the month of March after our consecration in February uh, was to compile these messages in one series so that years from now, one of the things that I greatly appreciate that Bishop Jackson imparted upon me, he would always say, son, whatever you do, don't do it as if it's just for today. Do whatever you do as if from years from now, someone will listen and someone would have heard. Live, he says, for the legacy you leave behind, not just for the things you can acquire today. So in putting together this series, it was for the purpose of, yes, this Diamond Jubilee year, but perhaps even more importantly, years to come. I want my grandchildren, Deacon Glover, the grandchildren we share, my granddaughter Kimmy, who's in Atlanta now, and others, to be able years from now, be able to pull a sermon, be able to witness a service, and say, God is still good all the time. Amen, someone. So with that in mind, God instructed me months ago to include this subject matter in this series. And the subject matter is prayer. Someone say prayer. Uh, prayer still works. Prayer matters. And so as we have done throughout this series, God has asked me to, to get some scriptures that are familiar. Some passages of Holy Scripture perhaps that you've heard of that I preach from some of my favorite passages. And that brings us to our text, 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1 through verse 6. One of my favorite passages in the Bible, and, and I am so glad that God has given me a way to get it in this series. Listen to the reading of God's holy word, 2 Kings chapter 20, verses 1 through verse 6. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. 
prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed. Somebody say he prayed. He prayed. Turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, (laughs) the word of the Lord came to him once again and said, go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people. Listen to what the Lord says. This is what the Lord, the God of your father, David, says. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. That will preach all by itself. I have heard your prayers. I've seen your tears. I will heal you. And on the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. And here's the added benefit. And I will add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the Assyrian. And I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. And the church that loves God's word said amen. 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 For the next few moments in this Diamond Jubilee series, I want to preach to you from a familiar refrain in the Christian faith. And the subject of this message is simply this. Prayer changes things. Look at somebody before you sit down. Find your witness and just wave and say prayer changes things. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes. I can do the altar call right now. (laughs) Prayer changes things. Hmm. That's, that is, that. Mm. Uh, Listen, (laughs) I suspect there are one or two witnesses who say, Pastor, I am your sermon. I am a living witness. That prayer changes things. Listen. Listen. 
there has since the beginning of civilization I would suspect since the beginning of organized faith or religion there has always been an intense debate over the question does prayer change anything truth of the matter is that you have heard that perhaps you have witnessed the sarcasm in someone's voice when you said to them I'll pray about it they looked at you with a spirit of indifference wondered will it make any difference or to some people they believe that prayer is simply a spiritual placebo in other words you know what placebo means fake medicine <laughs> you think you're taking something but it's really just something to help your mindset believe that what you're taking will help you I can't help but remember my granddaddy had a drawer full of placebo red pills that the doctor would give him after he had turned 85 years old. And he would say, I got to take my pills. And we wondered, we would go to the doctor and say, he takes so many pills. He said, don't worry, they aren't real. They just, <laughs> to help him think he's getting something to make him feel better. Some folk, they believe that prayer is simply that, a spiritual placebo used by religious people to make you feel better about uncontrollable or tragic situations. However, to those of us who are people of faith, <laughs> we know better. <laughs> Look at someone that says, we know better. Those of us who walk by faith and not by how we feel or what we see. We know that prayer is an essential component to our relationship with God. For we believe the word that is written in James chapter 5 and verse 16 which says the prayer of the righteous person availeth much. NIV says it's powerful and effective. We believe Philippians 4 and 6 that says, Be not anxious, worry about anything, but with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And the God which surpasseth all understanding will keep your hearts minds in until Christ Jesus look at someone and say prayer works as believers we believe that prayer not only allows us to communicate with God we also believe now, you may not but you can't stop us from believing that prayer changes things listen Jesus says to his disciples in uh, the book of Matthew chapter 17 verse 21 that there are some things that are only achieved by prayer and fasting. You can go to all the faith conferences all you want 
You can run around the wall seven times. Uh, you can touch anything you want. But some things, until you get down on your knees, until you stretch your hand whew, to God. The old church understood this and they said, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. <laughs> How many of you know that prayer still works? Now let me, let me tell you this. I want to be clear with you. I want to be absolutely clear. I said to the church this morning at 8, one of the advantages of being a pastor is that I hopefully am not going anywhere. I'm not a weekly evangelist. My goal is not to come and preach you and hype you up one week and you don't see me again until next year. So I have to be careful what I say. Make sure that it lines up with scripture because you're going to be looking me in the face next week and you can checkmate me anytime. And so with that in mind, here's what God said as I was preparing this message. He says, now saying that prayer works does not mean, I want you to hear this, that we will always receive everything we pray for. Can I be clear with you? Or that every situation we pray about will work out the way we had hoped that it would. Because I plan on seeing you next week. And I want you to know that I will never stand behind this pulpit and tell you anything, anytime, whatever you ever ask God to do, it's going to happen right away. Some of you can check make that statement right away, including myself. Because I remember standing over my father's bed and say, Lord, I need you to heal him. And so can I preach to you? However, as people of faith, here's what we believe. We believe that God is still able to change things even if he chooses not to. Someone should have praised God on that. I'll try it one more time. As people of faith, not those who try to pimp God for a miracle, but as people of faith, we believe that God is still able to do it even if he chooses not to. Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, we'll put it on the board for you to see. The NIV translation says this, these are the three uh, boys that are known in biblical scholarship as the Hebrew boys. For the Bible says this is their testimony. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar that if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And listen to this. And he will deliver us, your majesty, from your hands. One way or the other, we're coming out of here. Either dead or alive, we're coming out of this. <laughs> Verse 18, chapter 3 of the book of Daniel. They said, but even if he does not, we want you to know 
that we will not serve your gods or worship your image. In other words, we know that God is able, but if God doesn't do it, we will still praise God. Is there anybody ever praised God and it did not turn out the way you desire? Come on, someone. Somebody ought to help me praise God. Help me praise him. Listen, I've been working on this message for over a month. As a matter of fact, I, I turned in my notes on this message weeks ago. And every day since, God has been showing me new stuff. And here's what God said to me. The truth of the matter is this, and I don't want you to miss this. God does answer prayers. I need you to go with me on this. It's just not always the answer we expect or desire. When I was a child, I asked my mother and father, can I go outside and play? When they said no, it doesn't mean that they didn't answer me. It just wasn't the answer I wanted to hear. When they said wait, it didn't mean that they didn't answer me. It just wasn't the answer I expected at the time. Sometimes, and I don't want you to get this wrong because I'm your pastor, not an evangelist. Sometimes the answer is no. Everybody can't handle this statement. That's why I've got to take my time and let, let that settle on you. Sometimes what you ask God for the answer is no. And sometimes it is not right now. Ooh. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew that wait I said all the days of my appointed time will I Wait until my change comes. May I preach this? And listen to this. This is the part that God reworked about three times, Deacon Jay. And sometimes when he doesn't change the situation, he changes us to better handle the situation. Am I in the right place? God, I ask you to change it. And God says, I decided to change you so that it will not bother you as much. Some of us still have some it's in our lives, but the difference is that you've changed it has not changed or they have not changed. You're still working with the same demons you worked with all year long, but you come to work with a hop and a skip and a dance and a smile and they say, what's wrong with you? God has changed you. 
Someone ought to give God a hand of praise. This is a good time to put a praise on what God has done. Clap those hands and tell the Lord, thank you for changing me. Thank you, Lord. Because y'all know if they would have caught you last year this time, some of you would cuss us, fuss us, fight us, shoot us. <laughs> the truth be told, your enemy ought to be glad that God changed you. Woo! I heard the old folk would put their theology in the lyrics of a song. And the old folks put it this way. I went to the meeting one night and my heart wasn't right. But something got a hold of me. Oh, any living witnesses in here that are so glad that you're not who you used to be. You're not the person you used to be. Is there anyone has more joy, more peace? Anyone can dance in advance, can give God your best praise on your worst days. Give God a praise. Somebody tell the Lord thank you. Tell the Lord thank you. Thank you. Prayer changes things. Woo! Somebody is so glad that God has changed you. Because here he is, can I tell you this? I got to move on. I know it's 4th of July weekend. It feels like it's 120 degrees on this pulpit. I'm about to pass out. Okay. But, but here's what I'm so glad of. I am so glad that there have been prayers that I've offered to God that God told me no. Now y'all sit there and act cute and deep all you want. But there's some people you ask God to be a part of your life that God did not answer your prayer and you looked at their jacked up, messed up, locked up life. <laughs> there's some people if you would have gotten what you desired, you would have been a part of their mess. But God knows what's best and God can see the beginning and the end. All I need, I don't need all of you. All need is about 150 of you to stand to your feet and give God some praise for some prayers he said no to some things God said no some things God said some things God said not now listen in this incredible text, give me a few moments to deal with this incredible text. One of my favorite references in the Old Testament that had to find its way a part of this Diamond Jubilee series involves a man by the name of King Hezekiah and his situation. Our text tells us of the miraculous recovery 
of a near-death experience of King Hezekiah of Judah. Remember, Judah represented the tribe that broke away. Judah represented the worshipers and the praises. I want to help you understand who Hezekiah was. He was a righteous, good man of integrity that was a part of the praisers and the tribe and the nation of Judah. And although he was far from perfect, he was sincere. He was devoted to the Lord. And can I tell you something? He was devoted and sincere before he got sick. You got a whole lot of emergency room conversions. They call it jailhouse conversions. You've got a whole lot of people live their life big enough to do whatever you wanted to do, didn't find your way to church, couldn't worship God, never gave God a dime of your resources, and the moment you get flat on your back, you want somebody to come speak some tongues and lay some hands and put some oil over your disobedient self. May I preach this? Hezekiah was faithful to God. Go to 2 Kings chapter 18. And the Bible tells you in verse number 3, NIV translation, tells you about Hezekiah's devotion unto God. How he served God wholeheartedly. How at the age of 25, he became king of Judah. Now, as I said to the church this morning at 8, I need to help some young people, particularly some young men perhaps, who somehow feels that you are entitled to be mad at God and everybody else because there were some men that didn't show up in your life. I want to help somebody who said that I didn't have a Bishop A.C. Jackson as my father. I didn't have a William Lloyd as my father. I didn't have an Alva Lawson as my father. I didn't have one of these good and righteous men. King Hezekiah's father was perhaps the most wicked and evil king in all of the Old Testament. Am I right about that, Dr. Shore Washington? Uh, his father, by the name of Ahaz, was a wicked, evil king. So you don't have an excuse to say that you are the way you are because of your DNA. The devil is a liar. You are the way you are not because of your DNA but because of your Y-O-U. But the God we serve can take any kind of background and, and you don't have to be like everybody else in your family. Ah, the blood of Jesus canceled out everything that was bad in your family line. I don't believe in generational curses. I believe that the Holy Ghost broke that up a long time ago. Anybody blessed and highly favored, no matter what you I need to see all the blessed and highly favored folk stand to your feet one time. Wave your hands in the air and say, I'm blessed and highly favored. King Hezekiah, although he did not have the best family background, he still found his way to the altar. Ooh, who am I preaching to? 
because I'm sick and tired of all the excuses. Look, my heart goes out for you. And, and I am not being unsympathetic to anyone in here. And I understand the struggles you may have come up with. But you've got to understand something. God has given you another chance. And the question is not what kind of father you had, but what kind of father are you? And what kind of man or sister or lady will you be? Hezekiah chose to be righteous. Can I say that again? He chose integrity. He chose to be devoted to God. And God never forgot that. Second thing I need to point out about King Hezekiah's experience is found in chapter 19, verse 15. He was a man of prayer before he was sick. Can I preach? Shall I preach? I know some of you know how to pray when your back is against the wall. Some of you know how to pray when you're down and out. But can you pray rolling in all your blessings? Can you roll up in here with your brand new car and your brand new suit, living your best life, living big all the time, got it all rolling on, and nowhere are you worshiping God? I just need to know, can you pray before there is a crisis in your life? Can you pray a prayer of thanksgiving? Can you pray a prayer of praise? Will you bless the Lord at all times and his praise will always? Can you, when you don't even want anything, run to the altar, doing the altar call and say, I just showed up to say thank you. Is there anyone know how to pray a prayer of thanksgiving? Lord, I thank you. You didn't have to do it, but you did. You brought me from a mighty long ways. King Hezekiah became king at age 25. Listen to the text. This illness happened 27 years later. <laughs> so for 27 years, whew, he was faithful and devoted to God. The Bible says he tore down the pagan idols. He worshiped God. Uh, he was faithful to God. Now here he is, age 52, 27th year of his reign. And here comes the prophet Isaiah, walks into his bedroom and gives him the diagnosis, give him the word that no one wants to hear. Your illness is terminal. Who can I preach to someone? Uh, give him a word that no one is expecting. Get your affairs in order. Because you are about to die. The Bible made it clear. It says you shall not live, but you shall die. But we need to look at how 
Hezekiah responded. The question that we ought to consider is not how we respond when we get good news. Oh, I know some of you know how to dance when your ship comes in. I know some of you know how to praise God when you get an unexpected blessing. I know some of you know how to skip and hop and clap your hands when God makes a way out of no way. But what happens when you get bad news? Can you give God a good praise on a bad day? Can you praise God when what you hear is not what you expected to hear? Get your house in order. You shall die and shall not live. And the Bible said Hezekiah never heard one word with the prophet Isaiah. Listen, I've read this thing about a hundred times, Pastor Lawson, and nowhere in my reading did I find Hezekiah communicating with Isaiah. I found Isaiah communicating with Hezekiah. Hezekiah did not hold the preacher up. He didn't get mad at the church. He didn't get mad at the man of God. In fact, he allowed the prophet Isaiah to leave his presence because Hezekiah's issue was not with Isaiah, but he needed to talk to God. Some of you have talked to everybody but God. Everyone knows your business but God. Everyone on social media knows everything you're going through but God. You've prayed and you've allowed everybody to speak, lay hands on you, put oil on you, touch and agree with you but God. You've woke everybody up in the midnight hour to pray for you but God. But I'm here to tell you that at your worst hours, you've got a right and a direct pipeline to God. You can call him late in the midnight hour. Anybody know he'll answer prayers? Look at what King Hezekiah did. The Bible said in verse 2 that he turned his face to the wall. I wish I could preach. If I weren't so hot up here, I really would be jumping out. I wish I could preach. The Bible said he turned his face to the wall. I need you to do me a favor and put in your own mind. Sometimes the only thing that's standing between you and your deliverance is everything and everybody between you and your wall. I need that to settle it in with you. What do you mean, Pastor Jackson? Everybody needs to be put out the room. Isaiah, leave. Wife, leave. Children, leave. Choir members, don't bother me. Deacons, call me later. I've got to have a little talk with the Lord. Anybody ever turn your face to the wall, which means I block out everything or everybody else. Take 10 seconds and give me your best. Don't turn to a friend. Don't turn to a colleague. Don't turn 
to a family member. But turn your face to the wall. I just feel down in my spirit that there's somebody in here who's had your face to the wall. Is there anyone under the sound of my voice ever had your face to the wall and you told God every problem you were going through? Don't fool me now, but can someone just give me a Holy Ghost Shabbat yell from the depths of your belly and say, Lord, that's my testimony. Here it is. I got to go. First thing he did, turned his face to the wall. You tell folk, if I don't call you back in two weeks, I'm not ghosting you. I'm not forgetting about you. I've just decided to go to somebody better and more powerful than you. Second thing he did was he prayed. He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. Any prayer warriors in here? See, here's what, here's what I've discovered. And y'all, some of y'all know that some folk can pray for everybody but themselves. Some folk can touch and agree over everybody's situation but yourself. But I, I just need a handful of witnesses that ever had to lay hands on your own self. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. His, have you ever had to pray for your, you ever had to touch and agree over you didn't have anybody in your house with you, but you laid your hand on your own self and say, Father, do it right now. Anyone ever had to call on the name of the Lord to make a way in your life right now somebody say right now Lord put your hands right here and say right now Lord come on somebody say move Lord is there anybody that need a miracle right the Bible said that he turned his face to the wall he prayed verse 3 says here's the part and he wept bitterly Ooh, you can't be too cute. Some of you got those bougie prayers. Some of you got that cute prayer life. Father, in the name of Jesus, in your, in your matchless, omnipotent, Holy Ghost-filled name, until you really get sick. Sometimes you got to pray to your slob. Sometimes you got to pray to your cry. Sometimes you got to pray to your hair get loose. Sometimes you got to pray until your coat comes off. Sometimes you got to pray until stuff runs out your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you've got to have an undignified prayer life. Some of y'all act too cute for me. But is there anybody in here that ever had to holler? Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. If you can holler at Williams Bryce, you can holler at Bible Way. 
But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and of all he's done for me, my soul cries out, Holly! something. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, prayer changes things. Say, neighbor, prayer still works. Let me preach to this side of the church. Somebody wave your hands at me and say, prayer still works. Let the church say yeah, let the church say yeah, say yeah, say it works, it works. to this and I will add 15 more years to his life. I want to tell you something. Tell your neighbor give him some room on this. Look at somebody and say neighbor not only will God hear your prayers not only is he a prayer answer God but God can give you an overflow. He'll give you more than what you ask for. God said, I will defeat the king of Assyria and I will defend this nation. Don't tell me what God can't do. God will give you more than what you ask for. Y'all got two minutes to give God your best prayer. Somebody say yes, he will. Somebody say yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Get ready. Get ready for an overflow. God added 15 more years 
Hezekiah's life. And here's what God said. Not only that, Hezekiah didn't even ask for this, but I will defeat your enemies. And those who come up against you, not only will I heal you, but I'm getting ready to deliver you. You've got two minutes to give God a day. Somebody give God a Holy Ghost dance. Come on.
those hands. Ooh. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes you. Woo. Prayer changed me. Prayer changes. trying to move on. I'm trying to move. Woo! Keep on praying. The Lord is nigh. Keep on praying. He'll hear your cry. The Lord has promised and his word is true. Keep on praying. God will answer. What's in Real quickly, put it on the board. Three key insights. I want you to go to our website. You can get these later. But here's what I need you. I need you to share these. I need you to like and share. Why? So you can pass it on to others. Amen. We, we want to make this viral. Because somebody somewhere needs to know uh, that prayer changes things. Amen, somebody. I need you to get to your social media and like it and share it to as many people as you can. Three key things concerning Hezekiah and God's relationship. Listen, number one is this. The Lord heard his prayer. And God will hear your prayer. Woo. Second key insight and this is perhaps my favorite, number two, is the Lord saw his brokenness. Ooh. Don't you think God can't see your brokenness? I love it when men cry out. I love it when, when men and women, no matter who you are, say, here, my Lord, see my brokenness. See my tears. I need you to feel my pain, Lord. I talked to one of our members who lost his son tragically last week, and I can feel their pain. <laughs> I've talked to others who are going through so much, and I told them, God sees your brokenness. And number three, and the final key insight, the Lord answered his prayer. The Lord heard his prayer, one. The Lord saw his brokenness. Speaking of King Hezekiah. And the Lord heard his prayer. Ooh. The Lord answered his prayer. The Lord will hear your prayer. The Lord will see your brokenness. God will answer your prayer. Ooh. Lift those hands all over this place. But here's the question for you. Do you trust him? Do you trust in the fact that God will be with you? 
Praise and worship team is coming with Richard Smallwood's powerful song in which God says simply, trust me. Look at someone and say, trust him. The lyrics say, I will be with you if you only trust me. Trust me, trust me. I will never leave you if you only trust me. I will fight your battle <laughs> if you only, if you only trust. I am that I am. I have all power. I will deliver if you only trust me. Trust me, God says. Trust me. Turning your face to the wall simply says to God, I trust. I trust you. I trust you. The altar is the most important part of the service. So here we are as we lift those hands all over this place right now. Everybody. God will be with you. I will be with you. Anyone here that know that God will never leave you? Somebody lift their voices and God says, I'll Listen, I'll fight your battle. I'll fight You don't have to fight this fight. God says, I'll fight. God says, trust me, trust me, ah, this is the power, God says, I am.
You've been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled, Prayer Changes Things, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference, sermon number 070223. Again, that telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 070223. Saturday, July 22nd, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., Envisioning Your Purpose LLC will host a college and career awareness experience for students in the 8th through 12th grade. This event is free and lunch will be provided for all attendees. Sessions will be held here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. To attend, please register online at envisioningyourpurpose.org. Ladies, please join us for our Women's Ministry 5th Saturday Fellowship on Saturday, July 29th, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Stop by for an enlightening panel discussion and to hear three dynamic speakers. To attend, please register online at bwcar.org. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org, or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.